0: Grit. Grit is a four letter word. Grit. Grit is having that tenacity to show up day in and day out and do what is needed. But as I was thinking about this interview that I am having with Nicole Brown that we're going to bring forward to you momentarily, I think about grit and a transaction that sometimes we do day in and day out. The combination of grit and the daily work is a grind. It is so hard, but we push forward, and sometimes we don't reap the benefits of what we really want to do. And then we take a different perspective on grit. Grit plus passion yields gifts that we can give as well as receive. So when we think about showing up every day and working hard but for ourselves, with a team, for a company, if you have passion and the tenacity and the grit to be able to produce amazing results. It is so much more rewarding. And I ask you to think about your situation. Do you have grit, but do you live it with just being a transaction or with passion? Let's listen to our conversation with Nicole Brown. It is filled with such amazing insight.
1: One of our company's core values, as well as my own, is grit. And grit is that quality that you persevere in the face of adversity, that you welcome challenges, that you're seeking challenges out oftentimes, that that is what gets you out of bed in the morning. That's what keeps you up at night, but that you're always looking to solve them. That particular quality is one that is ubiquitous across the team that I work with now. It was ubiquitous in the teams that I've worked with previously. I think it really takes very successful teams to have that grit and that determination that are going to keep you moving forward even when you get knocked down you get back up again you figure things out that's always going to be part of it and combining that with a sense of accountability each individual contributor works really hard and has relentless work ethic to bring to the table no matter how hard it can get
0: welcome to the drop-in ceo podcast I'm Deb Coviello, and as the drop-in CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, Join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, my name is Deb Ello, founder of Illumination Partners, and I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I have the good fortune week after week speaking to amazing leaders and share their knowledge and insights with you. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to bring you great programming. And now I am honored to share the mic with my amazing guest, Nicole Brown. Nicole serves as Chief Innovation Officer for Open Book Extracts, OBX, an ingredient manufacturer and product development house focused on cannabinoid products that enable health and wellness located in North Carolina. And prior to joining OBX, Nicole served as CMO for City Maps, a social mapping technology platform optimized for travelers, in the acquisition of City Maps by TripAdvisor in 2016. And after that acquisition, Nicole served as Senior Director of Global Business Development for TripAdvisor from 2016 to 2019. And previously she has held management roles at LV, MH, and Shiseido Cosmetics. It is my honor to introduce you to my listeners. Thank you for joining us, Nicole.
1: Thank you for having me here.
0: So I am so excited to have this conversation. So for a lot of people that know me, I have come out recently out of the flavor and fragrance the food industry, and it is a close cousin of the cannabinoid industry, the products, the extracts, the operations, but it is also an area of innovation and excitement and newness for which I am learning as well. So I am grateful, shout out to Scott Chaplin, who has introduced myself to Nicole, for giving giving. giving me the opportunity to learn more and bring her insights to you. So, Nicole, I would appreciate if you could share with our listeners a bit about yourself personally, your career, as well as the work that you're doing now.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much again. So I started off my career in the consumer products, goods industries. So my very first role was at LVMH, as you mentioned, working in Moet Hennessy, which is their wine and spirits division. And there I was overseeing new product development and new commercial opportunities, specifically in the spirits realm. So things like launching flavored vodkas or different infusions that could really take advantage of opportunities in the market. After that, I moved on into the beauty industry, working for Shiseido Cosmetics, which is a luxury cosmetics company based out of Japan. They have a wide portfolio of fragrances and skincare products and so, again, I was given the opportunity to develop new products, look for new ingredients, new innovations to really take those products to market and take them to a new level of innovation. After that, I was drafted and recruited into the technology sector to join the City Maps team, which is a proprietary mapping technology focused on travel, creating solutions for travelers and was able to lead their marketing and growth efforts to culminate in the acquisition by TripAdvisor in 2016, worked together with our team over at TripAdvisor to implement those technologies onto their platform and also lead some business development efforts there. And it was while I was at TripAdvisor, I really made an intentional decision to start looking at the cannabis industry and watching its growth over that time period And seeing the evolution of that industry so quickly, both on the THC cannabis side, as well as on the non-THC cannabinoid side, things like CBD products. And really found that the background and experience I had, be it in the beverage space, as well as in the beauty space, seemed quite relevant in the skills that were required and the approaches that were really needed to take this cannabinoid industry to where it should go. And that journey to find the right group and align with the right organization led me to Open Book Extracts. So Open Book Extracts is a company that was founded in early 2019. So I connected with this team very early on in its foundational development. And the catalyst to build Open Book Extracts was really looking at the supply chain options available in the space and really seeing an opportunity to build a company that had the level of quality, the level of trust, level of professionalism that could serve the large CPG companies, the large global manufacturers that we know are going to need those trusted partners and there was really lacking at that time and to be fair probably continues to be lacking, but we're really filling that void with the team that we've built, with the processes and the ingredients and the technologies that we've developed to support the industry. So it was an unbelievable opportunity and the journey has been exciting, rewarding, challenging, satisfying, and equal measure across the board. And I'm excited to share more about how that journey has unfolded and where we are today. So
0: thank you for all of that. And one of the things that you got me thinking is because you, in all of your career, so I'm elevating you a little bit here, is that you've been in a number of different places. Your title now is Chief Innovation Officer. You've always been in product development, product, whatever, what are those skills that you have that people have drafted you into these roles? Because I think it's important for our listeners to think about those skills that they have. They may say that, hey, I've never done that before. Therefore, I cannot take the leap into that industry or that assignment. But there was something in you and how you acted and people trusted you that says, I want you over here. Hey, I want Nicole over here. What are those skills or abilities that you have?
1: Great question. I think first and foremost is humility. I come into every role with an eagerness to learn, with an eagerness and openness to learn from my teammates, to learn from the industry, to have that type of insatiable curiosity combined with a tenacity to really master it and understand it and be a part of it. And so I think that qual- those qualities combined really allow me to have experienced and gained expertise in a number of different industries. I feel so honored to have been able to have been a part of all of these great global industries, including the one now that is being born before our eyes and really being able to come into a space and taking the skill sets that can be translatable. So anyone out there who's listening, who is thinking about pursuing a different career, you can really leverage what you're good at in any industry as far as being a lifelong marketer myself. So skill sets when it comes to marketing, brand development, creative development, those are all really necessary. And especially in this very nascent industry, companies are looking for those all around athletes, people who have skill sets and tenacity and drive and curiosity and passion to take it forward can play a role and be an asset to so many companies that are out there.
0: Okay, so inspiration number one, you are a model to just give other people courage that they can transcend, go into other things if they just really have that great character and those essential skills because others saw it in you and you responded in kind to take those opportunities. Because I remember also during our discovery call, I wrote down three key words, bravery, uncertainty, courage, bravery and courage similar, but going into the unknown. So you knew you had the good skills, but what is it about going into the uncertainty that doesn't bother you too much? What do you draw from within that allows you to get through that?
1: Well, I think it comes down to one of my favorite qualities, which is one of our company's core values as well as my own, which is grit. And grit is that quality that you persevere in the face of adversity, that you welcome challenges, that you're seeking challenges out oftentimes, that that is what gets you out of bed in the morning. That's what keeps you up at night, but that you're always looking to solve them. And I think that particular quality is one that is ubiquitous across the team that I work with now. It was ubiquitous in the teams that I've worked with previously. I think it really takes very successful teams to have that grit and that determination that are going to keep you moving forward. Even when you get knocked down, you get back up again, you figure things out that's always going to be part of it. And combining that with a sense of accountability, that each individual contributor has that accountability, as works really hard and has that relentless work ethic to bring to the table, no matter how hard it can get, and it always gets hard no matter where we are. There's been many challenges, of course, for all of us over these past several months and this past year. So I think that that really, I think, speaks to what is that X factor or quality that can really lead to great success.
0: So I sincerely appreciate that. And I know that I'm not alone because I drop into many chaotic situations and try to find the best path forward. But let's move into the company that you work in. So I want to know more and maybe perhaps some education with my listeners about the types of products, categories, areas that you do play in and how the company, the products and services that you provide do help people because maybe some do not understand. And particularly, I think we've talked also about women's health and a number of other issues. I would love for you to expand upon the impact that this industry as well as OBX has on individuals.
1: Thank you for asking that question. So I think to start at a foundational level, we think about cannabinoids Every one of our bodies has an endocannabinoid system. You'll hear that referred to as the ECS. And that system is the system in your body that regulates so many systems, your hormonal system, your dietary system, your metabolism. A great way to think about it if you're familiar with probiotics and your microbiome and your gut health. There's a lot of research that you can find on our website and also find out more about as far as the relationship between the endocannabinoid system and the microbiome and our gut system. They are redundant systems and the human body creates redundancy when it's something that's really important to maintaining our health and maintaining homeostasis. And so I lay that as a foundation to really understand that cannabinoids have been a part of our lives for thousands of years. They are a part of our daily diet in things that you eat like Brussels sprouts or cauliflower or ingredients like echinacea. There's cannabinoids in there. There's even cannabinoids in human breast milk. So they play a very foundational role in maintaining the equilibrium of our health and wellness. So that's a real driving force that builds this industry in a very therapeutic way. So when you think about taking Products that you'll see in the market, and we'll go into some detail on the different types of products that are available. You've heard about full spectrum products, broad spectrum products that don't include THC. There's a whole range of minor cannabinoids that are CBG, CBN, CBC, to name a few of them. Those are each individual molecules that have unique physical properties to them, as well as unique therapeutic benefits that they can align to. And so when you think about how we look at our wellness routines, what we're taking every day, whether it's vitamins or dietary supplements or just maintaining our overall health, that's really the direction where we see this industry going is looking at these ingredients as more of a vitamin, more of a dietary supplement that is promoting and supporting maintaining your health and wellness. When it comes to women's health, which is certainly a personal passion of mine and shared by many of my colleagues, our endocannabinoid systems as women are very much focused on our reproductive centers as well with extra receptors available to us there. So a ton of research is being conducted by our group as well as others to look at how cannabinoid treatments can support conditions that are leading to menopause, perimenopause, menstrual symptoms, PMS, and how taking endocannabinoids during those times or leading up to that, or as a natural supplement can alleviate a lot of the symptoms and provide a lot of solutions in that space. You know, Similarly, there's just deep myriad of research going on, looking at conditions ranging from Alzheimer's and dementia and neuroinflammation, anything in the psychiatric realm, through epilepsy, seizures, and all the way down the spectrum to everyday chronic pain, arthritis symptoms, anxieties, and sleeplessness. You'll see a lot of use cases for cannabinoids. If this list could go on. We could spend the rest of this hour talking about what we could look at, but there's just such a huge opportunity to really transform how we treat health and wellness, and what we have available as options to us.
0: So I'm overwhelmed. I didn't know. I had an idea. So I sincerely appreciate all the education and the opportunities that could be ahead of us. But for me, I'm curious. Obviously, you have a lot of energy. You have a great company that has all the great resources to provide to your partners to evolve what's going to happen. But I'm curious, as this is a growing industry, What are the challenges? I have heard from one person, it is simply the education of people in the industry to understand this stuff is good, not bad, or bad only if not processed the right way. Is it the sales and marketing? Is it the operations on to produce it? What are the things that keep you up at night in order to be able to enable this to get to people and get it out to market?
1: Well, I'd say yes and to all (laughs) of the above. Sure. So I think I'll take them one at a time. I think as an organization, we see ourselves first and foremost as educators and thought leaders, and that role that we play, we take quite seriously in investigating all of the research that goes behind these ingredients and the various types of conditions, types of solutions they can provide, and coupled with that, just the rigorous scientific efforts that go into the manufacturing, the method development, the quality controls, the quality assurances to bring to market products that are both high quality, high purity, well-tested and safe, as well as efficacious and that work and that provide that solution for someone who is seeking out support for the variety of conditions that they could be seeking help with. And then the next layer beyond that of challenge is the regulatory climate and environment that we are still awaiting feedback or guidance from the FDA or legislation through bills that are on the floor of Congress right now being evaluated. And that guidance is really holding the key to unlocking this industry to the next level. Now, that's not keeping people out today. We all know that. We see that there are thousands of products in market, but there are thousands of more to come from the largest and most sophisticated organizations that really want that support and that guidance from the FDA. The Consumer Products Association has actually very recently as of July 22nd, submitted a letter and a petition to the FDA encouraging the FDA to please have some guidance to give to them so that companies out there that are part of that organization like Kellogg's and Pepsi and Nestle and others, they know how much consumers are demanding these products and how much consumers can benefit from these products. And they want to have those guideposts in place so they can bring products to market. So navigating that challenge, again, is one that we welcome. Our regulatory team keeps an incredibly close eye on navigating what those regulations are today and where they might be tomorrow to help anticipate that. And in advance of that, having a team and having the quality here that can support it today and give confidence to those kinds of partners.
0: So I'm inspired. I'm excited. You articulate so very well. Again, I think all companies probably have these different challenges at different levels or at different times. Again, regulate, even if you're an established company flavors, fragrances, the regulations are always changing. So try to stay ahead of it, influence it always a challenge, but you are on the forefront. When I listen to you, you sound well, you're an excellent spokesperson for the company. While your title is CIO, Chief Innovation Officer, I feel like I'm speaking to the head of the company. And if they're listening to this when it's airs, you're doing the company proud. So thank you for just who you are. But my brain, this is not on our question list. I keep thinking about now, you've talked quite well about the industry and the company, but I want to bring it back to you. So you took on a challenge joining the company. You were part of the foundation and given a tremendous amount of responsibility, but how have you changed in the process, whether it was a success or mishap or failure? How have you grown as a leader during rapid growth, rapid change? I'm curious.
1: Well, fortunately, it was not my first experience in a high-challenge, high-growth organization, and every experience is unique. And I think this one was really a, a testament to how well I relied on or was able to rely on a team that, even with my own personal qualities of grit or tenacity or accountability or curiosity, that certainly Played a role and were an asset and a value to the team that I joined, the sum of our team is truly greater than its individual parts. And we truly could not have done it without absolute reliance on each other of knowing that no matter what time of day or night it was or what kind of challenge we were facing, we were all there for each other and could support each other and knew that we were going to solve that together. And I could certainly go into some detail on some examples of those challenges that we faced, but it really was about that reliance and not being able to do it alone that, you know, I tend to be a person that can take on a lot and loves to really own and drive things forward. But when you're working with building an organization to the size and scope and playing the role that it plays in this global industry and serving the clients that we do, it really was a true team effort. And I'm so proud of our team and everything we've been able to accomplish. It's been a heroic journey to get where we are today. And we are still, as we like to say, at at the first base camp of climbing the mountain, that this industry is only getting started. Our company is only getting started. And our team is growing and we're bringing new industry leaders on board that we are now all benefiting from their knowledge base, leadership coming in from the dietary supplement and nutraceuticals industry, from the cannabis industry, from pharmaceutical industries, and our knowledge base is growing and our team capabilities are rising with that. It's an incredible experience to be a part of. It's it's humbling to sit alongside the folks that I get to work with and to learn from them and to be able to support them too.
0: So one last question before we start bringing this to a close, because you are just so humble and give credit to the team and everybody there. But I'm curious, you have such strength, and I'm not sure if you've always been this way, but was there ever a mentor in your life or somebody that inspired you to just have that grit, have that courage? I'm curious, because a lot of my work that I do, in addition to solving business problems in operations and in various industries, is also mentoring people, the future leaders. And I'm wondering, in your career, did you have the benefit of either somebody that was inspiring or great mentors?
1: I've had so many great mentors. I've been very lucky across the way from by my very first role when I graduated college. I was the executive assistant to the editor-in-chief of Marie Claire magazine. Her name is Leslie Seymour. She's still a dear friend to this day in that role, which everyone, of course, always makes the Devil Wears Prada references of the difficulties and the challenges of that role and being so young. She taught me so many lessons about grit, about leadership, about that humility and accountability that I was so lucky to be serving her and learning those lessons from her. And I think one of my favorite lessons of hers, and if you're familiar with the fashion industry or the magazine and publishing industry, it can be quite cutthroat. It can be quite quite belittling. There's a lot of challenge that goes on over there. And she encouraged me to never sacrifice being positive, being optimistic, being a good person, that they don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can be that way. You can be kind and be successful and you don't have to sacrifice that. And I always took that to heart. She lived that and breathed that every day and continues to do so and has had an amazingly successful career. And so you can make the choice to do anything with a positive attitude or a negative attitude. And you're still going to have to do the work and make the choice to bring that positivity, to bring that focus and energy. And it's something that comes quite naturally to me, but having that reinforced by a mentor very early on was very helpful.
0: So beautiful. You are an amazing agent of the company and it sounds like there's an amazing company that you work for. But I also want to just make sure you never know who is listening to these podcasts. So That's where I giggle sometimes. It's like you never know who's listening. But if we had to paint a picture for somebody that, hmm you might want to partner with or reach out to or have them reach out to you. Who are those entities or people or functions or industries that if they're listening, you'd love to have a conversation with them and maybe develop a partnership? Who are they?
1: So we serve a variety of clients and partners and collaborative groups. So I would say certainly anyone in the industry, whether you're in the THC cannabis side non-THC, cannabinoid side, if you're a product developer, if you're a CEO of a brand, if you're a chief innovation officer yourself at a brand and you're looking for ideas, support, if you have concepts you're trying to bring to market or if you simply want to learn more and, and be educated and have a conversation, I welcome those conversations as does the rest of the team and would encourage you to reach out. We also are in pursuit of many new technologies, new factors and form factors of delivery, whether that's a new type of beverage, a new type of ingestible product, anything that you have that you might develop, you've been thinking, huh, this might be a really great opportunity for that type of product. We love seeing new innovation and finding ways to collaborate and work together. And anyone out there in the realms of research and scientific study we work with a number of different research institutes and organizations, some of them with Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine, with Florida AM University, and many others. That, if you're looking to conduct research and looking for partnership there, would love to share more about that too. Any individuals who have questions or are curious and want to learn more, I'm always happy to find time. I love having those conversations and love sharing what we know.
0: That is why I invited you on the show. I knew we would have an amazing conversation and sincerely appreciate this. So I'm going to start bringing you to a close. You are a wealth of information. You are at the forefront of just having true grit and getting through the challenges. I do wish you and your company to be successful. But if there were any last parting thoughts that you want to share with our listeners, either in leadership, Or more education about the industry. Are there any last things that you want to share or offer before we bring it to a close?
1: I think the last thing I would offer, and we spend a lot of time looking at consumer insights and understanding where consumer perceptions are. I would say if you, anyone out there has been curious about trying products or wants to understand how those products could fit into their lives. They have so much benefit to offer. And we've seen that firsthand speaking with our customers, our friends and family who have suffered from chronic aches and pains, my parents being included in that where nothing had worked and trying these products and taking supplements like full spectrum capsules or other products that all of a sudden after a couple of days, they're walking like they're 20 years old again. They feel brand new. They feel the relief. And those stories are numerous anyone out there who has been thinking about trying a product or wants to know more about it, I would say certainly either reaching out to our team here at Open Book Extracts or coming to our website to learn more. We have a lot of educational content and materials, videos, and other podcasts and other articles that we've collected that can help to guide that journey because we encourage everyone to really explore it and see how it could be a part of your life that provides benefit and makes your life better.
0: All right. You have been an amazing guest. I see that you're on LinkedIn, so people can get a hold of you on LinkedIn. Your website will make sure it's in the show notes so they can learn more and get educated. Nicole, you have been an amazing guest. I sincerely appreciate your insights and wish you and OBX continued success. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast, my new book,